Blog Talk Radio. Take a lickin'. <laughs> there is someone waiting who will hurry up and rescue you. Just call for Super Chicken. Welcome to the Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer Radio Show brought to you by Calm Box Feed. My name is Andy Schneider, but most know me as the Chicken Whisperer, author of The Chicken Whisperer's Guide to Keeping Chickens, national spokesperson for the USDA Biosecurity for Birds program, and editor-in-chief of Chicken Whisperer magazine. Each week, I welcome experts in their field to share their knowledge about different topics, including backyard poultry, show poultry, heritage poultry, gardening, cooking, and, of course, living a self-sufficient lifestyle. Be sure to visit us online at chickenwhisperer.com, where you can follow us on Twitter, become a fan on Facebook, and subscribe to the totally free digital edition of Chicken Whisperer Magazine. Got a great show lined up for you today. We've got, again, Peter Brown, also known as the Chicken Doctor. Today's topic is egg binding. Head on over to the desk, get that pen, get that paper ready to take some notes in your Chicken Whisperer notebook. Uh, My longtime listeners have filled up several spiral notebooks of valuable Chicken Whisperer information from all of our expert guests. And we'll start this show right after this first break. At Kambach Feeds, our layer pellets and crumbles are all-natural, antibiotic-free, with no animal byproducts. Formulated just for laying hens, our feed is fortified with essential amino acids and calcium to ensure maximum production of nutritious, tasty, strong-shelled eggs. From our family to yours, feed your hens the way nature intended. Pure, wholesome, goodness. Kambach Feeds. Find a dealer at kambachfeeds.com. That's K-A-L-M-B-A-C-H, feeds.com. Or order your layer pellets and crumples today on Amazon.com. Kalmbach Feeds is a proud sponsor of The Chicken Whisperer. Hey, it's The Chicken Whisperer. If you're in the market for a new incubator, then look no further than GQF. They have a great selection of tabletop and cabinet-style incubators at prices you can afford. I love my GQF Genesis Model 1588. It has a large picture window and an automatic thermostat, which makes for a better hatch every time. Go pick out your new incubator at GQFradio.com. That's GQFradio.com. Introducing the Bright Tap Chick Feeder, the cleaner feeder that grows with your flock. The Bright Tap Feeder is designed with a unique shield that prevents chicks from standing on the feed tray and pooping into their food. The shield keeps the feed clean, so you spend less time cleaning the feeder. And when your chicks grow up and leave the brooder, you can use the Bright Tap Feeder outdoors to give your adult chickens scratch, grit, and oyster shells. The unique shield also prevents rain from getting into the feed tray and spoiling the food. 
The Bright Tap feeder fills easily through a lid in the top. No more spills or wasted feed. To learn more, visit our website, chickenwaterer.com. That's chickenwaterer.com. Cackle Hatchery is a third-generation, family-owned and operated hatchery. They offer over 193 varieties of poultry shipped directly from their facility in Missouri. It's their mission to enhance your life by providing you with quality poultry for showing, meat, enjoyment, eggs, and pets. They specialize in hatching purebred poultry and shipping day-old chicks right to your local post office since 1936. 4-H and FFA Youth Poultry Clubs get a 10% discount. Check out their website, CackleHatchery.com, for posted weekly specials and discounts. That's CackleHatchery.com. Ware Manufacturing has been building quality hutches since 1983. Ware manufactures modern chicken hutches, barns, pens, and nest boxes designed especially for the backyard flock. Ware offers hutches and pens for every yard size and every chicken keeper's budget. Visit their website at waremfginc.com. That's W-A-R-E-M-F-G-I-N-C.com or call them to find a retailer near you at 1-888-824-7257. Ware Manufacturing. Ideal Poultry has been a family-owned and operated business since 1937. Their business is built on customer service and quality poultry. From rare white and brown egg layers to broilers, ducks, turkeys, and bantams, Ideal Poultry is the largest supplier of backyard poultry in the United States, shipping close to 5 million chicks annually. Visit them online at IdealPoultry.com. That's IdealPoultry.com. Hi, I'm country music artist Nathan Osmond, and you're listening to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer. And the mighty bird against prejudice continues his fight for law and order. So when you hear that cry in the sky... You'll know it's Super Chicken. Alrighty, thank you very much for staying with us today on Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisper. I have a few announcements before Peter Brown, the chicken doctor, comes on. He's uh, grabbing a quick bite to eat. Just talk to him on the phone. But that's okay. I've got three uh, announcements I want to make sure all of our listeners are aware of. Number one, we are giving away currently two different chicken coops, two different ways. Number one, the summer issue of Chicken Whisperer magazine has an awesome contest in there. Uh, sponsored by Urban Poop Company out of Dripping Springs, Texas. It is their brand-new starter coop. It's valued, uh, I think, at about $300 to $400, and um, it's great for two to three birds. For the beginner, getting started, uh, you don't have to really rely on you know, building your own. It's just it's really, really a good quality product and a great starter price. 
And if you have 4 million birds and you're thinking, oh, that's, that's, that's too small for my operation, really? Well, how about using it as a ICU brooder or how about an ICU coop when you have to isolate your birds because of an injury or a possible illness? Um, how about a, a starter coop for some new biddies that are now ready to go outside? So there's many, many things you can do with this size coop other than just have it as your permanent coop for the next 40 years. So uh, great value, great quality, firmmagazine.com. You can enter that contest to win that awesome coop that we're giving away in the summer edition of Chicken Whisperer Magazine. Number two, we're giving away. I think it's the only manufacturer of this style and this type, not including, uh, there's a couple out there, but different type of material, um, and that is the Formex Snap Lock Chicken Coop. We're giving this, and it's the larger version of their coops. They have a small and a large version. That contest is going on right now on our Facebook page. Just posted about it within the last 15 minutes. You can head over to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash the Chicken Whisperer. And uh, it tells you exactly how to enter that contest. Again, about a, I think it's about a $900 value, eight to $900 value for that one. It is the large, it's the plastic made formed coop, um, easy to clean, easy to disinfect, uh, less mice, less um, uh, lice because of the situation. It's not, you know, the, the wood has crevices and cracks and things. So easy to disinfect, easy to clean when you're doing that. Um, and I believe it's great for somewhere between uh, eight hens to ten hens. And um, but but hey, two awesome chicken coop contests for you, our fans and listeners, going on right now on our Facebook page and in the magazine. Giving away two coops. What's that? What's that here in the back? Yes. What what? The chicken whisperer has given away more coops than anybody on the planet Earth. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. So uh, thank you for being our fans. Thank you for supporting our sponsors, so we can do these contests more than anybody else on the planet. Uh, the next announcement I wanted to make was, let me think what it was, tomorrow we've got poultry scientist and professor Dr. Bridget McGrake, PhD, coming on board. She is going to be tomorrow's topic, very hot topic, rodent control in the coop. I will be sharing later this evening, uh, USDA APHIS made a uh, press release uh, on the 15th uh, about the uh, most current update about the avian influenza outbreak. And trying to track and, and trace how it's being spread. And one of the things they list was rodents. So you folks that go outside and laugh and enjoy and almost encourage your hens and, and, and backyard poultry to gobble down live mice, um, it's, it's not a cool thing. It's not a fun thing. There's nothing that can come good of having mice and rodents around your poop. They will eat your food. They will poop in your food. They will pee in your food. Um, they will reproduce very, very quickly, and then you will have a infestation, which you don't need. They carry lots of diseases. So next time you see that hen gobble down that mice, instead of, ah, that's so cute, oh, that's so gross, or, oh, they're getting protein, oh, they're omnivores, they're going to do Yeah, okay, we get that. But, hey, not saying it's happening, but your hen just may have been infected by salmonella, bottom line. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Not saying it's automatic. There's that potential there. No, you can't keep your hands from eating a mouse 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But if you see it happening, if you see the mice around the coop, you don't want an infestation. Nothing good can come of that at all other than you giggling because they just swallowed a mouse hole. I don't get it. Um, but it's it's not good for your the health of your flock or yourself if they start pumping out eggs full of salmonella and salmonella on the eggs from their poop 
That's not cool. You don't want that. That's why you're keeping chickens. You want to help your flock. You have better husbandry practices, and we want to practice that. Bird flu spreading by because those diseases can be attached not only in their feces but on their fur itself. And as they rub up, that's a good thing. The fur, we can get all technical about it. Just make sure you don't have any mice and rats around your coop. Try to do the best you can. It's not a funny thing to see your mouse, uh, your, your your chicken swallow that mouse. So we've got that coming up tomorrow. Uh, so make sure you get those uh, chicken whisper pens uh, and paper ready. I'm trying to think. There was something else I was going to make the announcement about uh, this morning, and I'm trying to think what it was. Two coops. Um, let me get back over to my Facebook page and see if I had posted something about it uh, to give me a little reminder. Oh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> I knew that would happen. Um, Ideal Poultry, our, actually our first sponsor over seven years ago. It has been with us all these years. In fact, over the last seven years of doing this broadcast, uh, we've probably only lost about four sponsors total. Um, very proud of that. So um, they're having a crested special. Um, a crested special today only. A dollar ninety-five each. Yep, that's over at Ideal Poultry. I'm going to click on the special here. And uh, specials available today. We have added to our 617 weekly special the crested special for $1.95 each. Purchase 25. There is limited availability on these, so place your order now. And they still have a surprise special straight run. Ready for this? $1.35. Okay, so a surprise special straight run order, uh, $1.35 each. And pullets, if you want to specify pullets, $2 each. And that's when you open the box, you're like, let me see what they sent me today. Um, basically, uh, any, um, we'll just call them, you know, leftovers, ones that were not shipped, ones that weren't ordered ahead of time. The surprise special, you open the box. Surprise! Oh, I love these breeds. Or I love that breed. Or I'm so glad I got one of these. Or I'm so glad I got one of those. If you want to specify pullets only, $2 each. That is from the 617 weekly special that can ship today. Here's a good one. Barred rock pullets, already sexed pullets, barred rocks, $2 each. Minimum order of 25 Let's see what else we got. Here's a good one if you like bantams. They're also having a bantam special, $1.35 each. A buck thirty-five for the bantam special. 25 minimum order. Here's a great one. Wow, really? Ducks? That cheap? Hatchery choice ducks. Again, kind of a surprise special. Hey, I want some ducks. You open up the box when you get them. Wow, look at this variety. Hatchery choice ducks. Ready for this for a duck? A dollar sixty each, and a minimum purchase of twenty. How cool is that? So let me give you the number. You can order this. One eight hundred two four three three two five seven. That's one eight hundred two four three thirty two fifty seven. Choose option two when you call. And apparently you can order on their website, idealpoultry.com. That's idealpoultry.com. Um, let's see. Do, 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 do they also have some standard chick breeds available to ship today at the regular price. Black Sex Links, Gold Sex Links, Rhode Island Reds, Black Australor, Buff Orpington, and Americanas. Let's see. So place your order online today. That's idealpoultry.com. But... They just added this, the uh, Crested Special, buck ninety-five. I had someone comment on my Facebook page that uh, they live in Australia, and they're $100 a piece. 
the crested birds over there in Australia. $100 a piece. She says it's hard to believe they're less than $2 here in the States. We've got a great topic lined up for you today. Peter Brown, the chicken doctor, will be here. And we're going to be talking about egg binding, egg bound. In fact, you just rolled in right now. So let's give him a big chicken whisper. Hello. Hey, Peter, thanks for joining us today. Hey, Andy, how's it going? I'm doing pretty good. I hope you enjoyed your uh, fried chicken, mashed potatoes with extra gravy. And um, <laughs> I know you better than that, so I had to pull your chain a little bit. <laughs> and that big piece of cheesecake you had for dessert, I know it, both, brother. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a funny thing, you know. Um, uh, you know, since the, the transition some almost three and a half years ago or so, three and a third years ago, mm-hmm. whatever, um, you know, to a, a life, total lifestyle change from uh, an eating habit and standpoint, um, none of that bothers me. I don't care what other people are eating. It doesn't, I mean, you can be eating a, a giant steak and uh, I can be eating whatever I'm eating and <clears throat> it just doesn't phase me one bit. It's uh, it's really a, a, an interesting thing. Um, but it, uh, I call it mind over matter. Uh, yep. <laughs> if you don't mind it, it doesn't matter. If it doesn't matter to you, you don't mind. You know, so it's just one of those things and I just, I just look at it, you know, that way and it's, uh, um, been very beneficial for me. Um, I, um, uh, from a health standpoint, have, have you know made the you know total turnaround. Not that you know it, before I never realized I was in any kind of bad health, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know as you well know, rude awakening came along and uh, uh, proved otherwise. And, I don't know uh, if it's because I'm getting older. I'm, I'm forty, just turned forty-six in April, and I just don't know if it's I'm, I'm seeing it, I'm recognizing it more. I, I know social media has a lot to do about it because you see everybody's uh, stuff on online when, when you're there. But it, it just seems like lately, in the last six months, I've had uh, probably more acquaintances and more friends that uh, I've had to go to their funeral uh, than probably any time in my life. We just got up here to uh, an RV resort that we're members at, and we love the people here. And it's a great place, and we pull in and we found out that one of our good friends up here um, had a, uh, an aneurysm and, and passed just two two weeks ago. And then I had to go to a funeral for my, uh, a lifelong friend who was a member of our church growing up. Um, he was, uh, I want to say, 70, maybe 75, 76, and um, 78. But he also he had a stroke and, and passed. Just, and then when an, an ideal I had to attend two or, or three, you know, and, and it's just like, oh, my gosh, I'm tired of going to funerals. I'm tired of it. You know, I know it's inevitable. <laughs> we are all going to die. I, uh, yep. Jim, I look at little Caleb and Lily. Hey, is this, they are one day going to die. I, you know, I get that. I was a paramedic for many years to get that. But it just seems like in the last six months, it's just every time I turn around, social media has made it so, um, you know, you get online and every single day there's things. Uh, you know, yesterday, a friend from uh, another church we attended uh, just was diagnosed with uh, kidney cancer, stage two, but it's definitely, you know, treatable, da 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 yeah. And you just see this in your face, in your face, in your face, and and you know it's it, it you know it's I don't know for me, for others too, it just is a reassurance of how short life is, how every day you should you know, count your blessings, and you just go around and look at all this stuff that's happening right. to all these folks, and you're like, wow, you know what? Why am I complaining because of this little thing? Why am I complaining because of that little thing? Or, Really, I have no right to complain today. Holy cow, just get on Facebook and read of what other trials and tribulations people are going through. 
But it just seems like in the last six months, I, I told Jim the other day, and the truck was, I'm tired of going to funerals. I'm tired of it. Yeah, yeah um, you know, uh, there, there's some validity to what you say. Um, for instance, um, uh, th- there's plenty of research around to show the happier you can seek, uh, you can keep yourself. Um, you know, the uh, healthier you'll end up being. Um, you know, that doesn't mean that uh, some things that are genetically predisposed to an individual, if you run around being with a happy face on every day, um, you know, that it's, it's uh, um, you know, going to take those things away. But uh, at the end of the day, the, the stress and, and being uh, a happier soul uh, will go a long way to, to uh, you know, your overall uh, long-term survival. <clears throat> so it, there's a lot of there's a lot of factors, and our I was just discussing with somebody early this morning uh, down at Cardio Rehab, and we were talking about the fact that uh, you know people uh, our lives are are totally different now than they than they uh, than they were years ago, and even uh, you know those of our parents. Um, you know, we, today we we run uh, as a populace. We run for numerous different things. Uh, you know, picking up kids from school if you have to, taking them to ball games, uh, taking them to swimming lessons, taking them to tutoring lessons. Then, you know, uh, getting home and getting food on the table. Maybe you work a part-time job during the day while the kids are at school, and so you've got the job, you've got that. Then you got chores to do when you get home. And and I'm not saying that our parents didn't have a lot of things to do either, but. Uh, uh, it has a tendency, the way I see it, because um, I see it even in my own family. Um, you know, it, it's easier to stop at you know McDonald's, Burger King, or wherever. Um, and so I think that all of that, you know, plays into it. Just the stress of trying to balance it all, uh, finances, the whole bit. Uh, you know, make a huge difference, huge impact on, uh, you know, on people's ability to uh, uh, to to stay healthy. So I posted on my. Um uh, and again, not tooting my horn. This is just factual information that I share with folks, and we're proud of it. But um, uh, we were, I mentioned on my personal Facebook page uh, this week that uh, Caleb just turned four, Lily just turned two. They have never stepped foot inside a McDonald's uh, in all of Yeah, I saw houses. that post. Yeah. They're riding down the road. They can't even, mm-hmm. the, the Golden Arches. I mean, how many kids their age own McDonald's? Let's go, or, you know, chicken nuggets, yeah. or whatever. They see the Golden Arches. They have no idea what that means. We'll, we'll drive by. And, and no, to, no yeah, to your kids, it means nothing. <clears throat> Just, yeah, it means nothing. Ride, ride, ride on by, you know. But but they do know when they see going down the road, tractor supply. <laughs> they do know, you know, because uh, <laughs> we did the tours in, in the past. They, they were riding down the road, and they're like, uh, Walmart, because everywhere just about we're at on tour, um, it's you know there's a Walmart. Uh, you know they do know because we're on the road and because they have RV parking uh, large enough for us to get in and out. Cracker Barrel, Cracker Barrel. So um, I mean they, they but but they the Golden Arches. It's, it's interesting how how they never it's one of those things. So um, hey, let's yeah, get on with our, to our crack- top. You can go to Cracker Barrel and you can eat something healthy though. Yeah. We do, yep, absolutely, yep. They, in fact, they, out of everything there uh, on the kids' meal, they absolutely devour uh, the grilled um, chicken tenderloin and the kids. Mm-hmm. They yep. have those kids. That's what both kids get there. Um, and then they have a uh, a baked buttermilk chicken, and I think it's basically a chicken breast that's coated in buttermilk with her. You know? And then uh, has, um, I want to say it's like, Special K cereal crumbs on it or something, and then it's baked. That's I, I get that normally, 
with the carrots and green beans, and then of course Jane. I don't, I don't know what normally she gets uh, the berries because mm-hmm. she she get, normally gets. I know what she normally gets there. She gets the uh, uh, trout. Sometimes she gets the uh, the, the um, big trout. But anyway, you can mm-hmm. you know make some decisions there. And um, I really I have to say we we don't like any of the desserts, so that's never an issue at Cracker Barrel. I'm not a big fan of the Coca Cola chocolate cake. Uh, tried it once a long time ago. wasn't a fan. Um, I know being raised in Atlanta and the home of Coca-Cola, you know, slap me silly, but I just wasn't a fan of that. And then we, I think we got their cobbler one time, and it just wasn't for us up too far, so that's not an issue yeah. to crack a barrel, but not a big deal. Um, so, yeah, egg binding, and, uh, you know, a lot of people, you, you hear this a lot, people have chickens, they're like, oh, my gosh, what's going on? And, uh, you know, all these signs of symptoms that we see, what can I do for it? You always hear the remedies, hey, let's go ahead and give them some castor oil, let's go ahead and, and hold them down, let's go ahead and... Uh, put a glove on and, and, and stick my finger up their vent, see if I can try to move it out, feel it, whatever the case may be. You hear all this stuff on blogs and forums about egg binding. Are they going to die if the egg breaks in, inside of them? Is that an instant death? You know, all these little things that you see. So I thought maybe we could touch on that a little bit uh, today. Yeah, uh, we've done this before. Um, so, it, so to us, it's, you know, it's nothing new. Um, but uh, it's a pretty simple process. It's not um, when I say simple, I, I mean in the, in, in, in the respect of uh, what what causes it, uh, and there are, there are multiple causes. Um, but it is um, you know something that can be uh, easily uh, rectified. Um, isn't always a, a a death knell to a bird. Uh, sometimes it's just knowing what to do. Um, so I'll kind of put the cart before the horse here. Um, you know, sometimes uh, just a relaxing the bird and getting him in a, a warm bath uh, can be enough to uh, uh, make the uh, musculature of the uh, um, of the oviduct, uh, basically the shell gland, if you will, um, you know, to contract enough to to force the uh, the egg out. Sometimes. Uh, depending on what the actual root cause of it is, um, you know, it, those kinds of, of things don't work. Um, so uh, the the biggest cause of, of this thing, uh, and there are, there are two schools of thought here, um, and you know, one causes the other, or, or which you know, which came first, uh, the the. Uh, uh, in, in these uh, different situations of, of egg binding. So let, let me lay it out for you here just a little bit. Uh, calcium is a big, big deal uh, in egg laying. Um, not only is it a, um, is it a uh, huge component, obviously, of the shell of, of, the, uh, of the egg uh, and necessary for uh, the uh, uh, formation and calcification uh, of the, the shell to encase the egg, it is also what triggers the musculature. The calcium ions uh, trigger the muscle, muscles to contract and pop the egg out when it, at the appropriate time. Um, a long-term uh, lack of calcium in a bird's diet um, can certainly put the bird in a position where uh, there is a, uh, a problem with egg binding. Uh, we see this a lot in some of your smaller birds, uh, parrots, parakeets, uh, uh, budgies, uh, uh, and, and that uh, routinely can have uh, problems uh, with with egg binding, and it's generally you know related to the the calcium uh, uptake. Uh, it depends on how well the bird is uh, 
receiving the calcium uh, and what other nutrients uh, may be deficient uh, in the diet at the same time. And um, I, I can't stress this uh, enough because we've, we've been over it uh, uh, so many times, uh, but people still don't, don't get it. I guess not everybody listens to the show, obviously, and not everybody listens to what I've got to say either. But this thing of feeding treats to birds is just not a good idea. Okay, I've got a client that I'm dealing with now that gives the utmost of care to the birds, but they they always have some sort of an anomaly, um, and a lot of it has to do with the changing diet. Uh, they go online, they read something, and, oh, I've got to have that. Um, you know, it's kind of like an oil burner uh, or a, a gas-fired uh, heating system. Um, if it's running at 100% efficiency, which is almost impossible for almost anything, um, why would you think that adding something else to it would make it run at 110% of efficiency? And uh, the same thing applies to, to, to birds. Um, we've been over this before. Uh, the, the amount of calcium that, that's needed uh, for a bird to uh, uh, lay down the shell uh, on the uh, on the egg uh, is humongous, um, and she has to you know uh, get at least 50% of that calcium every day. She at least 50% uh, of the calcium in her body to put down uh, on that shell every day. So if you're not replacing it, and she's not replacing it, or for whatever reason, due to other deficiencies of let's say phosphorus, vitamin D3. Um, and those kinds of things, which all play a part in the absorption of the calcium, okay, uh, and the release of this calcium uh, from, from the uh, the, uh, the bird's intestinal tract into the, the bloodstream to uh, uh, stimulate the, uh, the muscles of the oviduct to, to uh, pop this egg out. So all of these things are factors, uh, and when you start feeding uh, a lot of treats and things of that nature, we start to get birds that have diarrhea. We change the pH of the intestinal tract, uh, the absorption of the calcium, uh, and or other nutrients, for that matter, uh, may not be as great or may be prohibited in, in many ways uh, just because of the change of the pH uh, in the intestine. Okay, So all of these things uh, play into the fact of a, a bird that uh, uh, becomes egg-bound for a a bunch of different reasons, and I'll go into some more reasons in a minute, but uh, one of the most uh, neglected reasons is that birds that are um, uh, not properly grown, that do not have the, the frame and the structure to handle a large egg, and then they end up, um, as they go through their laying cycle and start to put some age on, uh, we all know that the egg size generally gets bigger. Uh, especially if uh, the birds are older and in their in their second year, we can look at uh, uh, ovums that are bigger. Bigger ovums require more shell and therefore a bigger egg. And uh, when this happens, if the bird doesn't have the proper body size, um, these birds have a tremendous difficulty trying to pass this large egg. And in that case, uh, it's not due to calcium deficiency. Uh, it's not due to vitamin deficiency. It's due to lack of size. Small frame, 
big egg doesn't work. Okay, so you have to keep that in mind when you're growing birds. Um, um, you don't want to overfeed them. Uh, there are other factors that become involved too. Birds that get too fat uh, have problems uh, passing their uh, eggs out properly. <clears throat> and part of that reason is uh, this fat pad, which is laid down on the underbelly of the bird, it would be from the end of the keel bone down through the vent and uh, to both the uh, sides of the vent uh, in a semicircle. Uh, this fat pad, while it's necessary, uh, you know, for birds to store uh, nutrients and everything else, uh, and overaccumulation of fat there can Im Im uh, impair uh, egg production, cause egg binding, and and uh, and so on. So we don't want them too fat, but we don't want them so uh, small when they're when they're um, uh, growing out that they don't have the body size to handle a larger egg. So uh, it can happen other ways. Uh, besides having nutrients that are deficient, uh, and the bird will try and try and try and lay an egg, you know, and it's not going anywhere and, and that kind of thing, uh, even if it is in the proper presentation, which is large end first. Now, there are a certain percentage of, of eggs, uh, and I don't actually have a number, but it, it is true that the bird doesn't always have a stuck egg if the egg doesn't come out large end first, okay? Uh, but it is much easier for her to expel the egg um, when it comes out large end first. Also, um, birds that are disturbed during the, the laying cycle when they're getting ready to uh, to uh, uh, lay the egg itself, uh, the egg uh, has to be turned in the oviduct. And uh, in the case of a large egg, uh, and again, a bird that may have a body size uh, that is improper, too small, uh, when this egg turns, uh, it doesn't turn end over end. It turns uh, horizontally. And if you disturb that bird, um, you know, the kid's running around chasing a bird that was uh, in a nest, uh, the dog doing so, uh, the predator doing so, any of those kinds of things, um, that egg may get stuck right there, okay, because she kind of has to uh, lift herself up so that this, this egg is is turned around between the points of the of the, of the pubic bone and and uh, has to go down and under, and if not, it can get hung up there, be sideways, and uh, you know so that's another factor that that has to uh, uh, be uh, looked at. You know when we look at birds with egg binding, uh, you know what is the root cause of it? You know, is it a nutritional thing? You know a lot of folks put out um, uh, extra calcium, uh, oyster shell, uh, and that kind of thing. And um, just because you put it out doesn't mean they're going to eat it, okay? Uh, some birds will eat it. Some birds won't. Uh, some birds very instinctively will go in and eat uh, to replace the, uh, the calcium uh, that they're putting down, uh, you know, on, on an eggshell. We talked um, uh, the other day about uh, lash eggs and, and that kind of stuff. And uh, this kind of goes, to, you know, somewhat to that, uh, again, uh, Hormonal uh, impulses uh, or, or hormonal uh, um, uh, hormones that, that come from the, the uh, uh, pituitary gland, uh, which is the, uh, the master gland, uh, are responsible for setting all of these things in motion uh, along with the hypothalamus. And so um, any lack of signaling to them, um, a, uh, 
or anything along those lines can also, um, you know, put the bird in a situation where uh, the egg is, is not going to be laid the way it's supposed to be, it gets stuck, and uh, we go into this, uh, you know, egg binding situation. So one of the first things to do, uh, and I'm going to go back and talk about something else, but I want to talk about this while i got it on my mind. Um, so you have a bird that's egg-bound, um, you know, what do we do? Uh, I would do several things rather than do one thing after another because it really doesn't matter at the end of the day what worked. Uh, the, what matters is that the egg is removed um, and removed, you know, in a, in a timely fashion. Uh, so what we want to do is... Uh, a nice uh, warm bath uh, generally uh, will be enough. Um, uh, sometimes, uh, again, that doesn't work either. Um, then you want to try the addition of calcium uh, to the uh, to the diet, and you want a calcium that's going to be something that's fast absorbing. And um, uh, one of the ways to do that is to uh, to give the bird just plain ordinary tums that you get at the at the uh, at the pharmacy or wherever they're sold, and um, you know, crush it up and uh, give it to the to the bird. Uh, I probably give a couple a day, and that should really help uh, the bird uh, get past that. Uh, I would also put um, uh, I would raise the level of vitamins, electrolytes in the water uh, because most vitamins uh, uh, contain uh, vitamin D3. Um, uh, if you don't have one that's got a high enough level in it. Uh, we do sell a vitamin A, D, and E, which has the D3 in it, uh, which is uh, helpful. Uh, so it's more more concentrated, and you can use that product, quarter teaspoon of that in a gallon of water, along with your vitamin electrolyte compound. Uh, those kinds of things <clears throat> uh, will help uh, expel this egg uh, on its own, hopefully. When all else fails, um, then we want to try to... Uh, see if we can't uh, manipulate uh, the egg uh, to, to come out. And uh, that would require um, putting your finger into the vent with a gloved finger, uh, properly lubricated, and seeing if you can touch the egg at the end of the oviduct. Uh, you will not be able to get your finger, uh, contrary to popular belief and so on, uh, into the end of the oviduct. Um, it would be very rare if you were able to do so. Um, and the reason for this is there's a very uh, very tight uh, and uh, sphincter muscle there that closes off the end of the opening to the oviduct where it empties out into the cloaca. So you can understand the, uh, the tightness of this um, uh, uh, sphincter muscle is to keep any uh, dropping or manure and urine from backing up and infecting the oviduct and causing what we would call salpingitis, which would be an infection of the oviduct. Um, also, a, an infection of the, of the oviduct with a bird trying to lay an egg may also impede it uh, and cause a, uh, egg binding as well. So all these things kind of have to be looked at. Um, generally, you will um, uh, salpingitis in many cases is mistaken for vent gleat, uh, vent gleat being actually quite rare in, in comparison to um, uh, problems associated with, with egg binding. Um, egg binding can also cause uh, pressure to be put on the kidneys and therefore end up with a more white or urine-filled dropping. Uh, so, you know, it, it's a little bit difficult to make a decision as to what's what. 
But once the egg is cleared, uh, you know, the, the bird over a short period of time should go back to, uh, to normal, uh, hopefully. Um, and the droppings should go back to being normal and, and the same amount of white they had before the problem existed. And that would uh, give you an idea as to whether you had a problem with uh, salpingitis or, or vent gleed itself. Um, a, another way to get the egg out, uh, if you can't palpate the gut and, and, and turn it with, uh, with your finger on the lower end of the, uh, uh, of the oviduct, uh, is to uh, then try to <clears throat> uh, get the egg to where you can possibly uh, see it at the end of the oviduct if there is any opening at all, and then pierce it with a needle and uh, break it down that way. And as long as you get out the majority of the stuff, it'll eventually clean itself out. Uh, she'll uh, she'll be able to get enough uh, uh, muscle action over a period of time to to expel uh, the uh, eggshell and uh, the uh, uh, the um, the yolk and, and the albumin. So it shouldn't be a big deal at the end of the day. Sometimes it is, um, and you'll 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 know birds that are that are. Um, uh, egg bound, they have a tendency to walk more upright, be more squatty, uh, the legs out a little bit, kind of walk like a duck. Sometimes, depending on how bad it is, they might walk uh, more upright. Uh, so that's kind of a tip off. Generally, there are no respiratory uh, symptoms associated with it. Um, so if you see a respiratory symptom, uh, there's probably something else going on, possibly at the same time. One of the biggest factors that's overlooked. Um, with uh, egg binding uh, is the stress factor, okay? And so I thought it would be a good idea today to, to go a little bit more in depth about what I mean. Because I said it before, I talked about stress and talked about uh, this, that, and the other thing in, in relation to stress. But I think it's really important to, to get a handle on that and, and understand it. When birds are under stress conditions, okay, and these stresses, uh, depending on the severity of them and the uh, length of the, of the stress, um, cause the bird's uh, uh, adrenal glands to produce a steroid called corticosteroid. The amount of that produced will dictate the... Uh, amount of technically damage that this will do to the bird's overall uh, system and its ability to, uh, to function in, in the way that you know it every day. Um, and maybe that's not the right term to use, but it will impair certain systems, uh, almost all systems for that matter, uh, that in the bird's body uh, in an attempt to survive. So, when we have stresses that come from heat, from cold, from vaccination, uh, from predation, from lack of feed, lack of water, um, uh, breeding, uh, the breeding pressure that gets put on, on, on birds, uh, bullying, whether it be male uh, bullying male, male bullying female, female bullying male, female bullying female. Uh, all of that happens on the yard if, you, if you're uh, watching it, you generally will see you know, some sort of fighting, a little bit is fine because they're just putting everybody in their place. But uh, if it continues to go on and on, uh, the amount of uh, corticosteroids on a flock level can rise. Um, 
egg production starts to uh, fail. Uh, birds start to actually become unhealthy, believe it or not. Um, it, it affects every aspect of the bird's life, uh, mating, breeding, egg production. Uh, if the birds are meat birds, uh, the, the uh, ability to put on uh, additional weight will be affected by it. Um, the uh, susceptibility to different diseases will increase, and that's because the, uh, these corticosteroids will, uh, over a period of time, shut down every system that is not necessary in that bird's body to survive. Now, you may look at the immune system and say, well, gee, that's a key component. They really need that. Well, in a do-or-die situation, it will be suppressed. And um, that suppression opens up those birds to viral, fungal, and bacterial infections. And um, so that's some of the reasons why we see birds who uh, are under this uh, stress load um, have these uh, all kinds of different problems. Uh, birds that are shipped, how many times have we seen it? Birds that are shipped and they get where they're going, and uh, even if they got there in a timely fashion, they're, they're, some of them are either dead or half dead. And they were, you know, vibrant birds before they left, and come from good breeders with good reputations, and and uh, all of those kinds of things. Um, you know, there's um, uh, there's a client that I'm I'm helping uh, now who uh, uh, had somebody come over here and and um, um, take a handful of birds uh, back uh, overseas. Um, went through all of the right channels and, and so on and so forth. And uh, there are issues with the birds. There were technically none here, okay? But um, that travel, um, you know, across the big pond makes a big difference in a bird's life. That's stressful, uh, being in a box, being handled, um, all of these different things, a change of feed, change of water, uh, change of environment. All of these things are stresses, and again, it depends on how many of these stress factors uh, come into into play. Um, simply walking into a chicken house, okay, whether it be a commercial house or your own, when those uh, hens start clucking for absolutely no reason at all, other than the fact that you came in there, that's starting that stress factor, okay. And uh, so all of those things have to be looked at. Uh, it's it's extremely important uh, that you be aware. Uh, of these things, and um, these um, uh, corticosteroids are, are quite powerful. Um, one of the other things that, that, that happens with this uh, uh, corticosteroids, I'll give you a little picture of it. Uh, the corticosteroids released by the adrenal gland, which will then um, dump uh, large amounts of um, of um, yeah, I can't think of it. Jeez, I hate that when I go off on something. I'll think of it. Hey, you think of, you, th you think of it, and I'm going to take a little short break. So you'd be thinking about it. And, uh, All right, you go ahead and do that. Yep. I'll go to break, and then we'll be right back. We're talking with Peter Brown, also known as the Chicken Doctor, founder of First State Vet Supply, talking about egg binding today. We'll be back right after this short break. When you need an incubator, think Brency, the incubation specialist. Brency has been a world-leading manufacturer of incubators for over 30 years. Incubators from 7 to 380 eggs 
with high-quality electronic and digital controls, including precise humidity control and programmable egg turning, all at surprisingly affordable prices. Visit them online at Brincy.com. Brincy spelled B-R-I-N-S-E-A. That's Brincy.com or call 1-888-667-7009. Enter the coupon code WHISPER at checkout and save 10% on their incubators, brooders, egg candlers, and other incubation accessories. When you need an incubator, think Brincy. Technology you can trust. Pictures of chickens on aprons are common across America, but picture a chicken wearing an apron and you'll probably get a good chuckle. Laugh if you must, but nothing protects hens better than the Hen Saver Hen Apron. Hen Saver Hen Aprons protect your hens from the damage caused by an overly affectionate rooster and may even provide protection from an unexpected hawk attack. Hen savers come in several different sizes to fit both bantam and standard sized hens and roosters. Colors include camo, denim, navy, brown, khaki or black, and soon pink. Crazy K Farm is expanding its already colorful hen saver collection to include the color pink. A portion of their sales will be donated to organizations that fund breast cancer research and awareness. Order your Hensaver aprons today at Hensaver.com. That's Hensaver.com. Love Nest brings the natural goodness of herbs to you in your backyard with handcrafted organic blends for your backyard friends. Packaged in a resealable bag, 100% USDA certified organic, Love Nest blends come ready to sprinkle directly into the nesting R coop bedding and are completely natural and edible. There's Love Nest Chick Mix Blend, a gentle herb blend perfect for young chicks. Love Nest Layer Blend, designed to help support laying and soothe ruffled feathers. And Love Nest Critter Ritter Blend is naturally effective against those unwelcome guests such as lice, moths, and other pests. Ask for Love Nest at your favorite local feed store or visit them online at www.loveluv-nest.com. And try Love Nest Organic Blends for your backyard friends today. Since 1921, Stromberg's has been a family-owned and operated business, providing quality poultry and poultry supplies to their customers. Today, the Stromberg family offers over 200 different breeds of poultry, including chickens, waterfowl, and game birds. They also offer poultry supplies for the beginner or advanced poultry keeper. Stromberg should be on the top of your list when it comes time to order. Shop online at www.strombergschickens.com or call today at 1-800-720-1134. Remember, that's strombergschickens.com. Do you provide a heat source for your backyard chickens in the winter? In most cases, it's not necessary. But if you choose to provide a heat source for your backyard chickens, it's imperative to use a safe and effective heat source, and the only one I recommend is the Sweeter Heater. The Sweeter Heater is a safe, 
completely sealed, washable, non-breakable, energy-efficient, long-lasting and reliable specific area heater that comes with a three-year warranty. Ditch the dangerous heat lamp this season and invest in the only heater I recommend, the Sweeter Heater. Purchase the Sweeter Heater online at SweeterHeater.com. That's SweeterHeater.com. Are you in the market for a new chicken coop? Want one that will outlast all the others? Then check out Urban Coop Company. All of their coops are made from 100% appearance-grade western red cedar with galvanized hardware and advanced all-weather joinery right here in the USA. Compared to other coops, Urban Coop Company coops will last longer and look better doing it. They're designed to be both beautiful and functional. In fact, they have earned the Chicken Whisperer seal of approval and are Chicken Whisperer approved. I invite you to browse their website to learn more about the many features of their coops and check out their integrated coop accessories that will make your life easier. Urban Coop Company is a family-owned business located in Dripping Springs, Texas, USA. They are passionate about building great coops because they know you're passionate about your backyard chickens. Visit them online at urbancoopcompany.com. That's urbancoopcompany.com. Come back. Come back, back. Come back. Come back. Come back, 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 back. Come back, From our family to yours, feed your chickens the way nature intended. Pure, wholesome goodness. Kalmbach Feeds. Visit our website at kalmbachfeeds.com. That's K-A-L-M-B-A-C-H feeds.com. Or order today on Amazon.com. Kalmbach Feeds is a proud sponsor of the Chicken Whisperer. Alrighty, thank you very much for staying with us today on Backyard Poultry with Chicken Whisperer. Brought to you by Kalmbach Feeds. Uh, Again, today we have got... Peter Brown, also known as Chicken Doctor, founder of FirstStateFetSupply.com, talking about egg binding. And uh, let's get back over here and welcome him live again, and we'll uh, we'll wrap up here in the next few minutes. Yeah, um, <clears throat> the word I was looking for was, was uh, glucose. And um, so here, here's basically what happens. <clears throat> the um, adrenal gland is going to uh, produce the corticosteroid. The corticosteroid is going to... Uh, cause the uh, bird's body to very quickly uh, dump loads of glucose into the bloodstream, okay? This, in turn, uh, is going to deplete the bird's uh, supply of uh, glycogen, which is uh, basically stored in the liver and and muscle tissue. When this happens, uh, you have to bear in mind that birds have to eat every day to replace the nutrients that they're either putting into putting on weight for for meat production or for producing eggs so these this is going to uh, uh, cause an imbalance in the body somewhere along the line because of this uh, problem with the uh, using up the uh, the glycogen uh, in the birds uh, system without replacing it uh, it starts to put the bird in a negative situation so you always have to bear in mind you know, that, that's why we always say birds that run out of feed and water, uh, you know, start to get into trouble real quick. It's, you know, in 24 hours we can be in, in, in deep trouble. So it doesn't really uh, take uh, that long. 
the other thing that happens when this uh, glucose is uh, pumped into the uh, the bloodstream like this is that we start to see a change in the pH of the gut. Okay, and that's important because now we're looking at nutrient uptake. Uh, we're looking at uh, uh, the majority uh, uh, of, of the bird's immune cells being in in the gut. So we're looking at uh, these kinds of things actually, in a sense, coming under attack, uh, all because uh, of a stress that was uh, put on the bird uh, uh, due basically more than likely to no fault of its own. You know, like I said before, the bullying, the breeding, uh, lack of feed and water, uh, whether it be predation, uh, vaccination, uh, the heat, the cold, uh, whether it's... Uh, uh, overcrowding, too many birds in a pen, uh, which starts fighting and, and all kinds of other things, or it starts other birds, dominant birds, from excluding other birds from the feed, from the water. I've seen that happen many times. Uh, disease problems, uh, transporting birds. Like I said, these birds went overseas and, and uh, you know, uh, you know, now having issues. Uh, some look like they'll be able to recover. Uh, some others may not. Um, so. All of these things are extremely important, and um, you know, stress has a big deal to do with with the egg binding, then, because that is going to uh, also play a factor in whether or not the uh, the calcium is released and the calcium ions are going to be released to uh, to uh, cause the uh, uh, shell gland musculature to to expel that egg. So there's a, there's a whole lot to it. Um, I hope I've put out enough information here to make people think about it. Um, and uh, it is a complex, uh, and I've said this before, it is a monumental undertaking for a chicken to lay an egg. It is a, a huge physiological process uh, that takes a, a lot of factors into concern. Uh, and when you, you know, when you have one or two or possibly more of those factors, um, you know, out of whack, then we get you know all kinds of problems. And uh, uh, you know the. I've, I've got another client who's got a bird that uh, I've, I've helped, uh, actually helped it survive, and it uh, was laying uh, uh, soft-shelled eggs of, of all kinds of descriptions. Uh, um, and uh, we, we straightened that up, and we thought we had it under control, and uh, for a good while the bird was actually laying eggs, uh, good solid eggs. And um, I'm communicating with that individual now, but it's, for, for whatever the reason, it's gone back to laying uh, uh, a hard-shelled egg, but encased in a shell membrane. Okay, mm -hmm. and if you think about it, the only way that can happen uh, is uh, if the egg being laid by the bird first, the one that was a hard-shelled egg, okay, for whatever reason, got into that shell gland uh, and it had a hard shell on it, and <clears throat> the hormonal balance uh, or whatever made it go in what we call reverse peristalsis and back up in the oviduct and hang out for a little bit longer when it didn't need to in the isthmus where the uh, membrane and stuff is going to be put on and um, you know then it's uh, uh, you know it's uh, it so it has this this membrane and then all of a sudden the hormones kick back in and, and kick it back out the other end which it's really not an egg in an egg it's a uh, an egg with a shell membrane completely encased around it. So it's kind of an interesting thing, and um, we've taken steps to hopefully try to correct that one. But 
these are the things that happen. And, you know, you like, don't have a, an insight directly into the bird's uh, 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 brain and stuff, but uh, a lot of these things are hormonal, and some of these come from some of these uh, specialty breeds seem to have more of a problem with these kinds of issues than uh, than your average run-of-the-mill bird. But uh, these things do happen, and that's the rhyme and reason behind why it happens, um, and hopefully we'll have this one corrected. And that's why we're here to share this great uh, and valuable information with all of our fans and listeners so they can, uh, um, you know, look for this, know the signs, know the symptoms, know treatments, know the signs kind of behind it of what's happening, why it's happening, why it may not be a death sentence, what to do, what not to do, um, and um, and how to, how to deal with this. Because if you have backyard poultry for quite a long time, uh, you may run across this uh, this issue. So, Peter, thank you very much for joining us today. We do appreciate it. Um, that's going to wrap up uh, your uh, call of duty, if you will, for the, for this week. We had you on yesterday and today, and we look forward to having you back on uh, on this coming Monday. And uh, we'll search a topic that will interest our listeners then. I appreciate it, my friend. Yep, we'll see you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Great. Thank you so much. As Peter Brown, also known as the Chicken Doctor, visit him online. Why don't you? First State. VetSupply.com. That's www.firststatevetsupply.com. They don't have it, you don't need it. That's going to wrap up another episode of Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisper, brought to you by Calm Box Feeds. And hey, tomorrow we welcome poultry scientist and professor Dr. Bridget McRae, PhD. We'll be talking about rodent control in and around the coop. So hey, we'll see you tomorrow. God bless everybody. <laughs> Thank you.